Sitter Snippets is sponsored by Renee and Jack Nussbaum and the Schuss of Rafu Shlema for Ado Bas Alta Chaya. We are up to the paragraph of the Olam Yehei Adam that appears right after Birchas HaShachar and Yehi Ratzon and precedes the Shema Yisrael we say as part of the morning blessings. We say that a person should forever be a Yirei Shemaim, always be God-fearing, whether B'Seser, whether in private or Vagalai, when we're in public. We should be a person who's able to admit the truth. And be capable of speaking the truth in our heart and when we wake up say, and we then recite this Paragraph of Ribon Kola Olamim. What is this statement of the Olam Yehei Adam? The Levushan Orachayim Simon Memvav tells the background of why we introduce this paragraph. Why are we saying Shema altogether here at all? Aren't we going to say Shema later as part of the Birchos Kriya Shema and Shema? Why is it part of our routine of how we wake up in the morning? The, the Rishon, the Shibole Aleket, already quotes from an early Medrash, the Seder Eliyahu Rabbah, that this statement, Li Olam Yehei Adam, through Shema, was instituted during times that Jews weren't allowed to recite the Shema, and they needed to find a way to do it quietly. During times of oppression and persecution, we were denied the opportunity to be able to daven freely. So we snuck the Shema in earlier in the davening, not during the time in which it was prohibited or eliminated. And that's why it begins that sometimes we have to express Yira Shemayim B'Seser in hiding, quietly. We don't have the luxury of being able to proclaim publicly our motto, our theme of Shema Yisrael. It's an incredible reminder to us how privileged and how blessed we are to be able to have our Yira Shemayim not only B'Seser but Begoi. To be able to very publicly without inhibition and without fear proclaim our allegiance, our loyalty and our love of Hashem. This Liolam Yeh Adam takes us back to a time when those who didn't have that luxury, those who didn't have that incredible gift. And that's why right after we say the Shema, we say a paragraph that concludes with a bracha. Because we're great for the time we can say Shema publicly and out loud, for the opportunity to be Mekadesh Shemacha, to be Mekadesh Shem Shemayim, to sanctify God's name, Berabim, very publicly, without having to be in hiding. Liolam Yehe Adam. Why is it called Liolam Yehe Adam Yere Shemayim? Why is it called Yere Shemayim? A person should always be heaven fearing. We call Yere Shemayim God fearing, but the truth is the translation of the term is not God fearing, it's really heaven fearing. Rafurner quotes the Maharal who explains that Yiras Hashem is informed by a sense of how to go categorically different we are from Hashem, while Avas Hashem is inspired by the feeling of how close and similar we are to our Creator. When we contemplate the fact that we're children of God and that we have so much in common that He finds Himself and finds expression through us, we're filled with this love and this affection. And Avas Hashem, we want to draw close to Him. But then when we recoil and realize that as much as we have in common, as much as we share, as the intimacy that we experience with Him, at the same time we're categorically different. Hashem is infinite, we're finite. He's omnipotent and omniscient and we're limited. We realize how absolutely different we are, then that's Yiras Hashem, Yiras Shamayim. But Salavechik and Divrei Harav uses the same insight to suggest a reason why we refer to Yira as Yiras Shamayim, but we talk to Ava as Avas Hashem. Shamayim elicits the vast difference, the huge gap between us and Hashem. So it's Yira when we feel awe and we have this admiration, this fear, then it's Yira Shemayim. Hashem is in the heavens. There's an enormous difference between us. When it's Ava, when it's love, then it's Avas Hashem. So we wake up in the morning and we proclaim, Li'olam Adam Yire Shemayim. Forever a person should realize as much as we love Hashem, as close as we are to Him, and as much as He is in us, we're also categorically different. Not Yiras Hashem, but Yira Shemayim. He is in the heavens and there's a distance between us. The Ksav Kabbalah of Yaakov Mecklenburg says, Yira Shemayim refers to 
avoiding punishment and earning reward. And that's why it's called la'olam. The way to earn eternity, how do we earn le'olam? How can we be close to Hashem, not just in this world, but forever, with a healthy, healthy dose of Yirash Shemayim? Le'olam, if you want to achieve, if you want to merit the place of le'olam, of eternity, of immortality, then live a life of Yirash Shemayim, b'seser u'bagali, that a person should live with a sense of awe of God, whether in private or in public. The Bali Musar encourages us to read this paragraph every morning. Le'olam, Yehei Adam. Even before you get to La'olam, Yehei Adam, Yerei Shemayim, the Bali Musa say, first read it, La'olam, Yehei Adam. That when we wake up in the morning, the very first thing, Derech Eretz, Kadma Torah. Even before you get to Yerei Shemayim is, Le'olam, Yehei Adam. Be a mensch. Be a person. Behave with kindness and courtesy. Be at Selem Elohim. La'olam, Yehei Adam. Don't be an animal. Don't give in to your animal instinct and your animal impulse. But the very first thing we do when we wake up in the morning is, Le'olam, Yehei Adam. The uh, Menachem Tzion, Rabbi Menachem Tzion Zaks, in his commentary on Pirkei Avos, explains the Mishnah. In a place there are no men, attempt to be a man. And he explains the Mishnah is referring to the way we conduct ourselves when we are in private. A place when there's no other people. So in a place some people excel at displaying wearing their tzitzis out so to say publicly when they're able to get attention they're able to get praise for how God-fearing they are how virtuous they are as Yerushalayim they live with so they're very religious when it comes to public when they're in private when they think no one's looking all alone then they struggle to live with the Yerushalayim so that's what we're saying every morning we're reminding ourselves as we begin our day don't just publicly when we'll get positive feedback, but as well. In a place that there are no other people, be that same person through and through, consistent wherever you are. Rav Schwab has the exact inverse insight. He says we're taught here not to flaunt our Yerushalayim publicly. There's a general rule, the Olam, not only during the Xeris Hashemad, but always. It's the meaning of Hatznei Lechesim Lokecha, walk humbly with God. It refers not only to clothing in the narrow sense of Tznius, but refers to our relationship in Hashem Lokecha. It's a very private relationship. We don't have to flaunt that we observe stringencies or chumras. We don't have to show off that we have the greatest Yerah Shemaim. The more Yerah Shemaim a person has, the less he shows it in public. If a person brags about his Yerah Shemaim, it's an obviously flawed or compromised or corrupt Yerah Shemaim. It's analogous to a thermos bottle, says Rav Schwab. Warm on the outside, a sure sign that it's broken on the inside, that it went through. True Yerah Shemaim is Beseser. So we have both the inside of the Menachem Tzion, which is don't just have Yerah Shemaim in public, make sure to live it in private. And the insight of Rav Schwab as well, that Yerushalayim doesn't have to be chumras, that we, it has to be beseser, a person has to be consistent, a person has to be inside and out, all the way through, living with that Yerushalayim.